When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. You know, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, in terms of like the brand kind of growing and everything, you definitely want to get more engaged sure. with teams like like here in Norwich. And sure. especially once the season starts, you know, it'd be great to kind of tour around more mm -hmm. and actually come to the games and all that stuff yeah, too. So, um, so yeah, thank you. It's a yeah. being here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely great So the way I usually like to start these off is kind of ask like a fun question. Um, so if you could choose your favorite home cooked meal, what would it be? <laughs> wow, that's a tough one because my <laughs> wife is such a good cook. You bet. Mm. Man, I mean, first off, I, I love a steak. I love mm. a nice juicy steak. So we probably start there, and then uh, you know she's so good about rotating side dishes through too that you know we'll, we'll throw some. Like last night, we had we had cube steaks and we had asparagus, and and she had these roasted potatoes that she. Uh, the way she cooks them is that she cuts them in half, puts the potato down, but she's got this layer of cheese that just bakes right into oh, it. Too. Oh my oh, goodness. So good. Oh, the so cheese good. included? Yeah. Little, little yeah. bright spices right on top. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's, she's such a good cook. And, and so, uh, you know, it's hard to choose that favorite home cooked meal. Yeah, right. but, uh, I, think it, I think it probably starts with a steak. Let's, let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. And it's such a good option to be in, is when you just have so many. Yeah. Or it's just all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because I've even, like, the way I kind of come up with questions, like, so many people ask me the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, I can't choose yeah. just one. Right. And so, when it comes to, like, the team mm -hmm. in baseball, mm -hmm. how important is, like, the, the area around us, you know, in terms of the community? You know, it, it's, it's obviously vitally important, right? I mean, that's, first off, you know, at the, at the biggest levels, Major League Baseball, for example, you know, the Boston Red Sox, they represent the whole region of New England, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas when you get into to minor league baseball, and obviously, you know, us no longer being affiliated, but part of college summer league, it, it's more that community, right? And so, you know, just in Connecticut alone, we've got obviously the Hartford Yard Goats are a double-A team, and they kind of take up that whole western and, and central Connecticut kind of thing. And, and now here we are as, as the Norwich Unicorns and, you know, so southeastern Connecticut and, and specifically the Norwich area are vitally important. You know, we, we love the community. We love being involved in the community. Uh, just this morning, we had Norwich Little League out here on the field for her opening day ceremonies. And we've done that every year for at least a decade now. And, you know, so it's been a lot of fun to, you know, get involved in the community and, and watch the community come together to support us as well. Yeah, for sure. And that's awesome to hear, too, especially with the Little League. Yeah, it's great. It's such a fun time. Yeah, I'm sure the kids are loving every second of it, Definitely. too. Definitely. And so, speaking kind of more along the lines of the community, especially when it comes more to, like, game day, you know, once fans come right to that main gate, what does the uh, what does the day look like in terms of just the fan experience? Yeah, so you know, the fans get to come in about an hour before game time. So the teams have just finished batting practice, and we're, we're obviously re-prepping the field for the game. But you know, we'll we'll have music playing, and, and we'll have the concession stands open. So you you know, you smell that food as it's cooking, and you know that the beer and the soft drinks are ready to go. And you know, they come in, and, and they know they're going to have a good time. You yeah, know, yeah. we. Uh, even though we're not minor league affiliated anymore, we still continue to run it as if, you know, we're part of that minor league. So you get those in-game promotions. So, you know, those funny f games on the field and, you know, get the kids out there and just enjoy themselves. And, 
you know, we'll have a lot of little things going on at different entertainment. And so, you know, we pride ourselves on providing that family affordable entertainment for the community. And, and that's what people know they're going to get when they come here. But yeah, sure. And I've always got to ask, because I know, like, I've done some stuff with minor league teams, like, around, like, along the East Coast, and I've always got to ask, tar pulls. <laughs> I'm getting too old for that. Let's just say that. Um, no, it's, it's, it's always an interesting dynamic, right? Um, you know, at the minor league level, you're just grabbing anybody you can. Sometimes it's even got fans out of the stands, right? But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we, have to pull it quite a bit, obviously, although this past summer, not so much. Um, it, it's interesting. Our old groundskeeper used to keep track of how many tarp pulls we had in a given year. And I know there were times that it was well into the 30s and, and you know, other years where it was maybe a little less than 20. But last year was so unique because it was so dry that, um, you know, we hosted the Northeast Conference Tournament right before our season. And we had the tarp on the field, I think, three of those days. And then we had... Uh, maybe game two or three of our regular season, we had about a 40-minute rain delay with the tarp on the field. Mm -hmm. After that, we didn't touch the tarp. The tarp really? could not move again after that because we just didn't get any rain last year. Yeah, it was yeah. so dry. And, and so uh, maybe for good in some ways, but obviously it meant using a lot more water to irrigate the field and stuff right. too. Right. So. And for some of those teams I've worked for, you know, like the leaders of it, like the GM, the president, everybody, they always said, extra pairs of socks. Yeah. Extra pairs of shoes, yep. So, yep. especially with that clay, too. Yeah. Everybody that I hire, uh, and I just hired two young guys to start in the front office here this year, and I've already told them, even though right now we don't use the tarp for high school games, I've told them now, start bringing extra clothes with you. You know, get, bring stuff with you that you don't mind getting dirty, bring some ratty shoes that you don't mind getting wet because you just never know what you're going to end up having to help with. Uh, right, and that's the great thing about the sport. It's just changing all the time. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, even folks I've talked to, just as fans, they're always like, oh, it's such a simple sport. It's yeah. such a simple game. And it's like there's a lot more that goes into it behind the scenes yeah, that sure. not a lot of folks just understand. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so fun, especially like on our end. Yeah. We're really getting into the nitty-gritty details mm -hmm. of it. Um, even something like the game behind us, right? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot that goes into setting up something just like this. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just to, to have this go on, you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, New London's AD happens to be the, the chair of the uh, baseball committee for their conference, CECC, mm -hmm. and uh, he's also the, the head coach of the Mystic Schooners of the NECBL, who also play here during the summer. So we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last couple of years, and uh you know, after losing the Northeast Conference Tournament for this coming season, I had reached out to him and I said, hey, let's get the ECC tournament back here, and then while we're at it, let's get a nice regular season Saturday where we can get a bunch of games. Well, didn't quite work out as well as we had hoped in terms of the, the number of games for today, but uh, at the same time, you know, I was here at 7 a.m. this morning to prep the field before the Norwich Little League ceremony, and then right after that ceremony, I jumped out there and I watered the infield so that these guys can start playing um, you know, and another prime example of that nitty gritty and, and behind the scenes stuff. People ask me all the time, "What do you do during the winter? Like, are you guys even there?" I'm like, "I'm still working 50 hours a week during the winter. It's just not 100 hour weeks during the summer that I get." So, uh, right. Um, people just don't understand, you know, what really goes on behind the scenes, and you know, so I try to explain it to them, and they're just like, "Wow, that's just a lot." <laughs> uh, yeah. So. To that point, too, for folks that are just going into the industry for the first time, whether it be like the internship, and like you say, you just hired a couple new folks, what's your recommendation? 
Well, the first thing I do, you know, I, I get asked to speak to a lot of high school and college classes, people that are interested in sport management as a possible career. And first thing I always tell them is, listen, you, you've got to get out there. You've got to find part-time jobs. You've got to find internships. Volunteer if you have to. Just get out there and, and see what it's like because there are so many different aspects. And, you know, uh, the first thing that I always ask the question, the first thing I say is, how many of you want to work in sports because you it's, you enjoy getting to watch the games? And every hand goes up, and I say, well, you're in the wrong business then. Exactly. Because you don't get to watch. I said 95% of the time, I don't even know if we've won or not until the next morning. And they all look at me like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, there's just so many things going on behind the scenes that you're taking care of that you're lucky if you get to watch the game for even a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's a real eye-opener for them. And then the other thing I was telling them, too, is listen – if you're going to work at the lowest levels of professional sports, you better know how to sell stuff. Because if you don't, you're you're not going to make it in the business. You may not stay in that position, but every position in these low levels of sports requires some kind of sales. Uh, right. And even at that point, too, like, well, I've got a part-time job with the Red Sox as an usher. And we're all, although we have about 60 folks on our staff, mm -hmm. and we all say the same thing. We're like, you know, a lot of times we have no idea what's going on. We kind of rely on the crowd, you know, if we hear them booing or cheering, whatever. Sure. And then literally all 60 of us will go home that night at like, you know, 1130 midnight. And we'll just sit down, let the adrenaline run out and just watch replays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause we're, we're always asking each other like, Oh, why are you guys booing? Or what just happened? Why are you guys <laughs> cheering? Like, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's a, it's a unique thing. And, um, you know, it's, I just don't think people understand, you know, that aspect of working in sports, even at, at the level, like an usher or something like that. that you just, you don't even know half the time what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. And so when it comes to the product on the field, mm -hmm. um, the later players and getting players and really kind of managing them, how does it come into play here in Norwich? So what we do here in Norwich is we rely on our coaching staff. You know, I'll find the best coaching staff I could possibly find. And we've got a couple of really young guys that we're really excited about leaving our team this year. And then because they're college coaches and fresh off of their college playing careers themselves, I really rely on them to go find a team because they're the ones with the connections to the college coaches. They're the ones watching these players on a regular basis. And they're going to be the ones coaching them on the field, so why not let them have a huge hand in that? Other teams do it a little differently. Sometimes, you know, some teams, the general managers will secure them. But it's all about reaching out to the colleges, developing relationships with the coaches, because those coaches are looking for the best places to place their players for the summer as well. And in our league, we're in a bit of a unique situation where we play 64 regular season games as opposed to like Kate Cotter and the NECBL who play 44. So what we're seeing a lot is that we're getting those guys that maybe didn't get as many innings or at-bats during the spring who are coming to us to get those extra reps and be ready for the next fall. And maybe some of the guys who did get a lot of reps in the spring, maybe they don't come here or they do come here but for a shorter time just to be able to, to get some work in but not tire themselves out. Uh, yeah, for sure. And um, it's always going to be interesting, especially in your case, you know, seeing these guys come in and really evolving over the summer. Mm -hmm. um, how has it been kind of trying to make, need, like, make a relationship with these players, and especially afterwards? Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't really get to spend a lot of time with the players, obviously, because of how busy I am. But I try to get to talk to them a little bit and, you know, at least keep track of them after they leave here, too. And one thing we've started to do on social media this year is we're, you know, now that we're going into our third year in the Futures League, we're trying to, you know, kind of represent and, and 
spotlight some of the alumni that have played for us over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, for instance, we just had uh, Dougie Delacruz, who was with us last summer, who's finishing up his career at Mitchell College, having an amazing senior year. So we spotlighted him the other day and put his current stats out there. And, you know, and it's been fun to do that and, and watch these guys continue to develop. Another example, too, our league is, is unique because we're one of the few leagues across the country who allows a high school graduate who's enrolled in a four-year college to come and play in our league as well. And we've had uh, a few kids in the two years that we've been in the league who are now at their schools and doing really well. Uh, last year, we had a couple guys. Chris Maldonado came to us from New Jersey. He's a freshman at Vanderbilt, one of the top programs in the country. And he's playing almost every day right now and, and hitting really well. And uh, Another guy we had uh, last year, Cameron Maldonado, came to us from Wolcott, Connecticut, and, and is up at Northeastern, and he's hitting really well up there. And a third guy, Drew Prome, who came to us from Hebron, the vice way of Xavier High School, he's at UConn, and, and while he's not playing a lot, he's playing enough because of the fact that he came here and developed over the summer. So watching those kind of guys especially develop their careers has been really great. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's cool to see that's you know, working the way it's definitely should. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's kind of like the last question I'll ask. Okay. Just kind of wrapping things up. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of thought of this question a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a really special one uh, because the game of baseball is so special to mm -hmm. every one of us in a, in a unique way. Sure. And so I know I've asked a couple folks this, um, and it's always awesome hearing their answers. So what does baseball mean to you? Wow. That, that's uh, that's almost as tough as answering my favorite <laughs> meal. But uh, you know, like a lot of people out there, you know, I grew up playing baseball and watching baseball, and uh, you know, obviously a lot of great memories with uh, my father coaching me and watching games with my father and, and developing friendships and uh, you know just learning so much about the world even through the game of baseball because you you have your ups you have your downs you have your wins you have your losses you make errors you play great you know it, it, the game of baseball is so humbling and I think that is one of the biggest things that makes it the best sport of all I mean our Hall of Famers fail seven out of ten times on average and and you know so I think baseball is the best sport for really being able to help teach lifelong values and you know for me, I, I was very fortunate, you know, growing up, not not a lot of great teams that I played for, but as my baseball years continued and I, I went to school at Eastern Connecticut State, fortunate enough to be on the coaching staff for one of the national championships, which was, you know, obviously lifelong memory there. And, and to be able to continue working in the game of baseball, you know, granted from a sales and, and sponsorship side and, and whatnot, but just to still be involved is, is, is the world, you know, and, and uh, I, I owe so much to the game of baseball, and that's why I love doing what I'm doing, and I want to stay involved for as long as possible. Yeah, for sure. It's really something more than just ourselves that, you know, it, it can be hard to explain at points, too. Yeah. Because I've even had, like, a couple of interviews of mine from buddies from college that are still mm -hmm. in it that do need to do those informational interviews. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, Jason, we're going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why do you like it so much? It's kind yeah. of the same question. It's just like, that's why I say it's just more something more than just herself, yeah. that no matter what, if we're staying up till 3 a.m., you know, doing like a like a delayed, delayed game, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, you know, be more than happy getting those two, three hours of sleep and getting right back yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for thinking of me and coming down to the stadium. I hope uh, hope you stick around and enjoy a little bit more of the game. Yeah. just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Mama, please don't worry about me. Mama, father, let my heart speak.